Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Ayo! Ayo! Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. It's week 13. I think we're all just ready for the fantasy season to be over, almost in a way. Like, we either just want to be in the playoffs or, like, get me out of this misery. Because, guys, can I tell you... It's a a bloodbath. Can I tell you a sad story here? I was in a fantasy tournament. It was week one. You had to submit one of your best lineups. Shout out Props Fantasy. I submitted a lineup with Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey um, and DK Metcalf and just a a whole lineup of some really great players. I needed four and a half points from DK Metcalf on Monday night to win, to advance to the next round. Uh, And obviously he didn't do that because he had one reception I just needed 20 total points from Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and DK Metcalf, and I could not get it. And ain't that the way the cookie crumble in 21? Yeah. That's what's gross. It's a gross cookie. Take the cookie back to the bakery. I want a different one. It's a really moldy cookie. It is. A very moldy cookie. It it, it really is. And it's just, it's driving me crazy. Um, so I think to have some fun today, you, you know, still come back for every bite though, to, to get us out of this, like, ugh fantasy mood. I want to do some trivia. Cause I feel like we always, I enjoy watching you guys struggle. I, I okay. never, I never want to be the person that has to guess. I really like being the person that asks the questions. It's a, it's a grand old time. Um, so let's just do that. And I can make you guys drink and it's going to be fantastic. So I, need I don't like this power this dynamic. <laughs> we, I don't like I, the power dynamic that's been set up with trivia, by the way. I want to get that out of the way. I'm going to start easy. All right. I'm going to start easy. She says here. that every time. No, I think you guys actually yeah. will get this one rather fast. Okay. If you, if you can't, then you haven't seen it tweeted yet. So right now entering week 13, who is the second leading rusher in the NFL behind Jonathan Taylor? Derrick Henry. Jake, what's your guess? I think Henry's just slightly lower with the injury. I'm going to say that it is, uh, I don't, I don't know. I honestly can't think it's not Austin Eckler. He hasn't gotten enough rushing yards. It's not DeAndre Swift. It's not Antonio Gibson. I'm just going to keep naming all the people that it's not. And <laughs> you stop me once you I don't get, get bonus points for naming the ones it's not. Three. Honestly, I don't two, know. My brain's stupid. One. I got nothing. Say a running back. Antonio Gibson. No, not, not probably not even close. No, it is actually still no. Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry is, is still wow. the second in your rusher. face. Drink like you've never drank in your lifetime before. I'll take a sip. I'm gonna drink too because I said no. <laughs> I was like, no, he's like four at uh, I will say Joe Mixon is coming up quick behind him. I thought maybe someone would say that. 
Um, Joe Mixon has been making Kate and I look foolish this year. We have been very wrong about him, and he has been fantastic for fantasy and just a fantastic running back in general this year. All right, next trivia question. Bet you didn't have that on your bingo cards. Oh, yeah. But I still brought his name. So You still you brought up his name, up. but I don't think you had compliment Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, no. ha- I had to do it once in my lifetime. Five players have had three games with 120-plus receiving yards this season, right? It's been some great ones. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, like all guys you expect. That fifth guy, who is it that's done it three times this year, 120-plus receiving yards? It's obviously not one of the elite players. I want to say it's Elijah Moore. Oh, it's not, but I wish it was. That would make me so happy. Uh, Drink. Michael Pittman? Oh, my God, you had a guess. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud that you <laughs> thought of a name. Uh, it's wrong, but at least you thought of a name. <laughs> I, the oh reaction you gave me, I thought 100% I was right. No. And I was like, two in a row. You're not right, but I'm just so happy you thought of a name. Because normally, like, She's oh, just so oh. happy I answered the yes. question out loud. I'll give you guys both one more guess. Okay, I'm going to go with another rookie. I'm going to say Jalen Waddell because he's been good. It's not. It's not him, but yeah. he has been good. Marquise Brown. No, but good job coming up with Ooh. another name. But that was a good guess. I'm surprised he's not up there. It's Darnell Mooney. What? Darnell Ooh, Mooney. What? Yes. He's had three games with 120 plus yards. Yeah. When? <laughs> <laughs> How? Where? Why? Let's where? Just go through I think that. it was the last two weeks. I mean, he's done really well, and then he must have had a game earlier in the season. But, yeah, his name with those guys, I was like, damn, look at you, sir. Killing it. All right, so I stumped you there. That was a hard one. Which player has the most end zone targets this season? I'm going to go with Adam Thielen because he's been a touchdown machine. He has been. That's a good guess. It's wrong. Ah. Drink. That was going to be my guess, uh, but I shouldn't have said that out loud because <laughs> I could have acted like my other guess was the other guess. Uh, Devontae Adams. Nope. Do you think I would have asked this question if it was Devontae Adams? Maybe. I never know with you. <laughs> it's actually an elite wide receiver, but, oh. you know, one that's been a little disappointing in fantasy this year for where he was drafted. Oh. oh. I'll give you that guess. We get one more. One get, more. Yeah, you get uh, one more guess. Uh, what? Wait. Elite. elite what do you mean by elite? Can I ask that? Can I get a definition? A textbook mm. definition? I feel. I feel like if you're going to name the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL, he, his name would definitely come up pretty high, like somewhere in there. Oh, is it uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Okay. No. Nope. But the guy him. who hasn't been on the field and like stuff. I don't I know. know. I feel like he hasn't played in a <laughs> Come on. I'm not good at this. Come I on. set it up the top. All right, Kate, give us your last uh, answer here. Um, CD Lamb. No. It's not him either. It's Stefan Diggs. All right, oh. right. Stephon Diggs has wow. the most end zone targets in the NFL with 12. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you know what? This, I kind of wanted to bring him up because I think he's going to have a strong end of the season. This matchup this week does suck against the Patriots, but he's getting the targets. He's getting the end zone targets as well. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's coming along. He has been a little disappointing, but I still have faith in him. At least he's no DK Metcalf yeah. getting me one point. He's never done that to you yeah. this year, I don't think. I don't think so either. It's felt kind of close. 
just sometimes. I don't know. All right, let's get into the news and notes and, and then into our scrumptious starts of the week, which, by the way, I did terrible last week. I truly apologize, and I will do better this week. That's always the goal, Same. right? Uh, but let's hop into the news and notes. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Taysom Hill, he's starting at quarterback, which he should have been doing a long time ago. I guess I know he was dealing with an injury, but still, the Trevor Simeon experience was awful. And now we get Taysom Hill as a starter for the Saints against the Cowboys this week. Thursday night matchup. I do think Hill playing makes this game a lot more desirable to watch, so I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. Um. And, you know, he's probably going to be in our scrumptious starts this week, I have a feeling, because he's a rushing mobile quarterback. I'm still annoyed at, like, just the whole premise of Taysom Hill being a person. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Like, and he just got this big contract extension laced with ins- quarterback incentives. I, like, I just need to know... Um, I like I watched uh, lots of Law and Order SVU today, and there were lots of episodes about blackmail, and I feel like there's just something there. <laughs> to be fair, he's better than Trevor Simeon. Any, yeah, well. there's a better chance he wins the games, right? So this should be a fun matchup to watch. The Cowboys have been struggling, struggling. All right, Adrian Peterson signed to the Seahawks practice squad. Why is this in the news and notes? Because I'm, I don't know. I'm guessing if he gets signed to the practice squad, he's going to, you know, get signed to the active roster pretty soon here. If you've been counting on Alex Collins as of late, like, you weren't happy about it anyways. But now if Adrian Peterson is active ever, like, you cannot start either of these guys. That's pretty much, I brought it up for Alex Collins because it really sucks for him. And there are people out there waiting, you know, hoping that they can start Alex Collins. Waiting and wishing <laughs> and hoping. All right. And no, no, no. So Kate's still doing her 30-year-old. Uh, I'm still 30, aren't I? Miles Sanders had a limited practice on Wednesday with his ankle injury. Uh, Jordan Howard's still not practicing, which kind of sucks for these guys because they get the Jets this week. We'll talk about this later. Ooh. They get the Jets this week, and it would be a fantastic matchup for any of the running backs. It would also be a fantastic matchup for Jalen Hurts on the ground. Um, but but he Jalen also is has hurting an, right now. Yeah, he is. He also has an ankle injury, He's which if, if that's what he was dealing with last week, we saw it was not pretty I'm still playing Jalen Hurts if I have him, but uh, Miles Sanders limited. That's something to keep an eye on. Antonio Brown expected to miss at least two more weeks, according to Adam Schefter. What in the world? He's been out for so long. How was he not put on IR ever? This is like a, a kind of injury I would suffer and just never recover <laughs> from. Like, Antonio, get it together, Mr. Brown. I was very excited for the start he had to the season start to the season but i mean until he comes back it's gronk gronkadunk alonkadunk so jake do you keep holding on to him because he's not on ir it's not like you can have him in your ir spot unless you you know you can put out players in them in some leagues 
Are you holding on Antonio Brown if he has to be on your bench? It sucks because he is so efficient when he's in your lineups, when he's healthy. Like, he's been a really good producer this year. But no, I can't at this point. Because now you have to start looking at your fantasy playoffs and using that bench spot, maybe on high-end handcuffs or actual dudes out there producing. So I can't keep him there. And this is also the time, if you know, if you're looking like you're going to make the playoffs, look at a defense, an extra defense to pick up that has great matchups in the playoffs. Like this is the time you really need your bench to pick up those extra pieces that you don't normally do, or a quarterback that has a great matchup if you don't have one of the elite quarterbacks. Like it's going to be really hard to hold on to Antonio because not only is he expected to miss two more weeks, who knows if he actually comes back? Who knows how healthy he is? Because clearly this was super serious. Yeah, it's it's hard to hold on to him at this point. And even now, like, if they, uh, they're they obviously expecting a postseason run, like, maybe this is the point where they just say, like, all right, well, we'd prefer to have you healthy for the playoffs if we're not struggling yeah. too badly. Maybe they just continue to sit him to make sure he's ready. I can see that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins finally returned to practice. Feels like he's been gone forever with that hamstring injury. Since you've been gone. We'll see if he comes back this week. Keep an eye on him. I'm Literally the entire him. world has changed since he's been gone because it's been so long. <laughs> Kadarius Tony still not practicing for the Giants. Neither is Sterling Shepard plus Daniel Jones neck injury. Uh, limited practice. They're just a disaster over there with the Giants. Kadarius Tony apparently is the new Will Fuller. Like, super fast, really good when he's on the field, but can't stay healthy to save his life. Uh, so that's very disappointing. Darren Waller did not practice on Wednesday, knee injury. He is week to week um, and is not expected to play in week 13 at least. So go grab Foster Moreau if you need a tight end. But that does suck for Darren Waller and people who have him because he's been kind of rough as of late. Uh, DeAndre Swift could miss multiple weeks with AC joint injury. Super disappointing. This is the worst of all the bad news. This is the worst news that you've given so far. What about Jamal Williams? Does he didn't even talk about Christian McCaffrey. Like, like Christian McCaffrey is the most heartbreaking of all. I feel like we should have thrown a funeral to start this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we probably should have. But I feel like we're all so used to not having Christian McCaffrey at this point. Oh, my. Oh. I mean, if you had him, you haven't been able to use him for two straight years. So it's like, oh, it's it's more news when he's actually playing. It's like, oh, guys, Christian McCaffrey's playing. Oh, my God. When he's not playing, it's not news. absolute shade. But that's true. Listen, I love Christian McCaffrey, and he's fantastic when he plays. He's just, I I don't know. The know. absolute his body can't hold up lately, and it's, rudeness and it's getting worrisome. It's getting worrisome. So I don't know Jamal Williams, uh, but yeah, DeAndre Swift. Or how about this, Jamal Williams? And now talking about backups for Carolina, Jamal Williams or Amir Abdullah? Like, who do you want to pick up off the of waivers if you have to choose one? I want Jamal Williams. I want Jamal Williams. Uh, would you rather have Jamal Williams for the rest of your fantasy season or Chuba Hubbard? Jamal Williams, yeah, like Jamal Williams. I don't think Chuba's going to actually be like the handcuff that he was after the first injury or during the first injury for CMZ. I feel like he's going to be slightly more Abdullah, but I don't really want either. And Hubbard had like one good fantasy week the first time. Mm-hmm. And the their matchups throughout the playoffs is, are, are terrible. It's That's like the Buffalo, Ooh. Tampa, 
They had a they have a bye this week. They have a week thirteen. Yeah, it's bye. just it's not pretty for the Carolina back, back like backup running backs. And then you have Cam Newton who's going to steal the rushing touchdowns if they're ever going to score too. It's like you know the Panthers quarterbacks are so bad right now. If they go back to Sam Darnold, forget about it. Um, so yeah, I want nothing to do with that backfield. If they go back to Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want them to, just so you can throw more interceptions and I can laugh. <laughs> Fine, so God. rude. <laughs> All right, and then... We're out of crappy things to say yeah. about Joe Mixon. We have to pivot. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Mari Cooper's off the COVID list. We'll end with a positive. He's going to play. C.D. Lamb should be fine to play tomorrow night, or you're listening tonight um, on Thursday Night Football. And that's, that's exciting to see Dak back with his best two weapons. It should be a fun game. Especially since, like, they can't run, so hopefully Dak just, like, passes all over that Saints secondary. That's what I want. Yeah. Let's get into our scrumptious starts of the week. So meaty. What's not to like? Custard? Good. Jam? Good. Meat? Good. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. All right, Jakey. We were just talking about this man in the news and notes. Tell me why he's a must-start this week. Your scrumptious start of the week. I'm doing it again. I did this back in week nine, and I didn't actually get to see him out on the field when I thought he'd start against Atlanta. But this week, he gets to start officially against the Dallas Cowboys. Taysom Hill, my dude for this week. Uh, You may not like him as a person or an idea or a concept or whatever, but (laughs) for fantasy purposes, he should be great. Um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate some things that I really want you to know about him. So in the four games that he actually got to start at quarterback last year, he was the quarterback eight in points per game. That's really, really good. He didn't have a single game with less than 18 fantasy points. That was his floor last year. And he had a, a bad start against Denver last year for real football, certainly. But he still, like he only threw for 78 yards, but he still finished as the quarterback 11. It doesn't matter how good of an actual quarterback he is because he is the dual threat guy. So you're fine. Dallas isn't a terrible matchup either. They're middle of the road. I'm not going to overdo this. Just Taysom Hill, especially in this landscape right now, in this landscape of quarterbacks, you need somebody like Taysom Hill to get you through. Uh, He'll do it this week, I believe. That's what uh, Sean Payton says at every press conference. (laughs) That's his pitch. (laughs) Once a week. I do think it's important to go through, like, who we'd play Taysom Hill over. Because, obviously, if you have someone like Brady or Josh Allen or Mahomes or Dak Prescott, like, you you know, stick with those guys. But if you're looking at, like, okay, I have Kirk Cousins or I have, you know, I can pick up Taysom Hill, who would you play? I'd go to – Cousins gets the Lions. I love love the matchup, obviously, for Kirk. But, you know, it's the Lions – and that means a really solid first half for Kirk. And then it's going to be the second half of run, 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 run. So in terms of ceiling, I like Taysom Hill. Okay. I like that. And then what about one last one here? Joe Burrow, who just destroyed the Steelers. Or Yeah, that would just barely get the Burrow nod for me. But it is actually close for me this week. Yeah. I, I do think Taysom Hill's floor is a little safer 
Um, Joe Burrow gets the Chargers. You would think it's going to be a Joe Mixon game again because they've been feeding him like they've been giving him a Derrick Henry workload, and he's proved that he deserves it. The Chargers are so bad um, at stopping the run. So they're, you know, decent at stopping the pass, kind of. Uh, so we'll see. But, yeah, I, it would be a hard choice for Oa Hill. Who would you take there? Uh, I would probably actually take Burrow. Uh, just he's playing so well. This whole team is just rolling, has one of the highest implied point totals on this entire week, um, tied for the highest implied point total. I think the Bengals are going to keep scoring. They're just on such a roll right now. But I actually have a more interesting one for both Ooh. of you. Okay. Would you rather roll with Taysom Hill, which you do know, like, there's upside there. He has rushing ability. Or uh, would you rather go up with a banged up slash questionable Jalen Hurts? I'm sticking with Jalen Hurts against the Jets. Yeah, it's just because it's the Jets. I honestly think if it was any other matchup, I would say Taysom Hill. But we know that the Jets stink but, 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 at but running. It's the Jets. It's, it's, God, uh, that is know the anybody most can play against the Jets. references crammed into 20 minutes that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alright, we'll move on to my guy. So Kate can't make another reference anytime soon. I'm gonna talk it through. Um, my guy's Justin Herbert, which yeah, maybe it's too easy of a call, but it's not really like Justin. It's a name value call. It's a it's name value. An and if call. you drafted him, you're playing him. I totally get that. Thing is I don't love a lot of quarterbacks this week. Um like I everyone I looked at like a yeah, Taysom Hill would be probably a guy I would have chose. You got in here first. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with Justin Herbert because he is like, he is a Tyler Lockett almost of quarterbacks this year. It's either he gets 30 plus points or he doesn't really do anything because he's had four games now with 30 plus points. He had a 42 point game, which was fantastic. And then other games, 13 points, 14 points, 11 points, 13 points, 12 points. The first middle of the pack game he's had this entire season that wasn't super low or super high was last week against the Broncos, 19 points. And he needed a garbage time touchdown to get there. Like he was looking like it was going to be another one of those 11 point games, but he got the garbage time touchdown. It worked out. But I do think you can start him this week is my whole point because he is so boomer bust. There's really no rhyme or reason for when he breaks out and when he doesn't. But I, I think in this Bengals matchup, the Bengals are going to be able to score on the Chargers. The Chargers are going to have to keep up with them. And the Bengals defense is pretty solid this year, like way more solid than I thought. But they're not a team you have to shy away from when it comes to fantasy matchups. And, you know, they're also that same type of roller coaster defense. It's like one second they'll shut down the Steelers, who, yeah, they're not very good, but that's besides the point. And then the next week they'll let Mike White go off and destroy them, or they let the Browns, who haven't been very good this year either, destroy them on offense. So they're they're way too inconsistent as well. I, I just think this is a Justin Herbert week. Now, if we're looking at Herbert or Joe Burrow in the same game, which Ooh. one would you guys play? Ugh. Burrow. It's so Terrible. Ed Burrow and I'm gonna Burrow. go. I'm gonna go Herbert here. I think I would lean Burrow because I think Joe Mixon's more likely to steal touchdowns than Austin Eckler is of Herbert. Oh, that's interesting. Week. Yeah, I, I could. I could see that. Honestly, both are gonna be good, and it's gonna be. Why don't, why don't we just say if you get to start Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or Taysom Hill, just do it. Start them all. Start all three of them. <laughs> just start them all. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kate. Who's your guy? Because I actually almost picked him. Did you really? Yeah. 
Oh my God, I'm so honored. Um, I'm actually going to roll with Carson Wentz against the Houston Texans. Obviously, like, um, I mean, the Houston defense I don't think is uh, all that bad, but Carson Wentz has been um, playing inconsistently well, um, I would say, since week seven. Wentz is the quarterback five. So that's literally half of your fantasy season. He has been playing as the quarterback five in fantasy scoring. Second in passing touchdowns, uh, four interceptions, whatever. But he scored at least 20 points in nine out of his 12 weeks this season. And he was a quarterback one in five of his last eight games. He scored 20 points in nine of 12 weeks? Yes. He has been Mr. Consistency. He hasn't had any boom games that have won you weeks, but he's actually been just such a consistent performer. Uh, most of his damage, uh, when you look at his splits between a clean pocket and one under pressure, uh, he's he's working well from a clean pocket. And guess what? Houston has the six fewest quarterback pressures. They rank six in missed tackles, fourth in most air yards allowed on completions. Like, this is the ideal matchup for a guy uh, who can play behind, uh, you know, a, a play within a clean pocket. Um, the only reason you know. I didn't choose Wentz is because Wentz almost reminds me of Tannehill last year. Not this year, because Tannehill's terrible this year. Yeah. Where it's like it could be a Jonathan Taylor game. You know, like it could but the, Der- Der- the best game. thing is that, like, how many screen passes has Jonathan Taylor? Like, they've been living off of these little screen passes. I mean, Carson Wentz has made a lot of his fantasy points off of those dump-off passes that, uh, I mean, I, I already said it. Houston ranks six in missed tackles force or missed tackles just in general. Uh, like that's the perfect recipe uh, for a dump off pass for Jonathan Taylor to take it just like 60 yards down the field because he is going to make every single defender miss. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor should eat this week. I'm excited. But I also think Carson Wentz is a good solid. He's play. just, he's not, um, like we like to make fun of him because he's not always great at real life football, but like the points have been there. They've been just a, a pretty consistently scoring offense in general. I think uh, he's one of the most underrated fantasy quarterbacks this year. Yeah. I like it. All right, Jake, let's get into the running backs. I love your running back choice this week. Talk about them. Had to give the nod to Elijah Mitchell, running back for the 49ers, who gets to play the Seattle Seahawks this week. The matchup, it's fantastic. Uh, Seattle's allowing the second highest fantasy points to opposing running backs. The last time that Seattle had to face the 49ers, it was back in week four, the lead rusher in that game was Trey Sermon. And he got 89 yards on the ground. Trey Lance got another 41 yards on the ground. And Trey Sermon, according to Kyle Shanahan, is not as good of a running back as Elijah Mitchell. Therefore, the transitive property says that Elijah Mitchell should do even better this week. And he's proven that he can and he does. He's had four games out of the eight that he's played with 100-plus yards rushing. He just missed 100 yards in another He's averaging 5.14 yards per attempt in his last four games. Debo Samuel, here's the other thing. So Debo Samuel is out. Now he's a wide receiver by technicality, but they've been using him as the running back two for the last two to three games here. And so now that just says... That's how much they hate Trey Sermon. (laughs) Trey Sermon's also hurt. Everybody's hurt. There is nobody there to run. If they bring in Trey Lance to run a couple of sneaky sneaks, 
that's what'll happen. But otherwise, it's going to be all Elijah Mitchell, and I'm excited for this game. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan came out this week and said he's not doing uh, quarterback rotations like he was doing at the beginning of the year because it just messes with uh, like the flow of the game, which so, is what I feel like we all were thinking. Yeah, right? so it's just, it's not working out. Uh, so it's kind of crazy that we're probably not going to see Trey Lance this year because all of a sudden the 49ers look like one of the best teams in the NFL. It's crazy. I love Elijah Mitchell. I wish he got more targets. That's the only yeah. thing. I wish they would use him more um, as that. But he's averaging the fourth most rushing yards per game this year behind only Henry, Taylor, and Chubb. Like That's that's pretty good. Um, that's really good company. Yeah, it is. So I, I just he's a very solid play. He might not have a high ceiling without the receiving work, but very solid play. My guy, I would actually start my guy over your guy this week, even though I love Elijah Mitchell, but it's Alexander Madison versus the Lions. I would start him over Mitchell, but it would be close. But Dalvin Cook is out this game. I guess we didn't even mention that in the news and notes. Wow, I didn't mention Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. I suck. Dalvin Cook. I feel like we've already hashed out and and buried these two via funeral yeah I know. so like why why further discuss <laughs> yeah. this uh i i can't take the pain delvin cook has a dislocated shoulder again nobody knows if he has a tour labrum or not it was reported that he did and then mike zimmer was like no he doesn't he's day-to-day it's like okay buddy uh but he's gonna miss this week for sure um, and it's a, a fantastic matchup against the Lions. They've allowed the fourth most rushing yards this season. But then also, like, Madison kills it when Dalvin Cook isn't playing. Madison has now started four games that Dalvin Cook was out in his career. He's averaged 25 touches a game, uh, 125 scrimmage yards per game in those four games, and then three touchdowns in those four games like he has been on fire and what's weird is that two of the four games that he's played without Dalvin Cook have come against the Lions so this is going to be his third out of five games starting that's against the Lions and the other two games I mean he was absolutely fantastic week five just this season he played against the Lions 32 touches 153 scrimmage yards and a touchdown in week 17 last year without Cook against the Lions 24 touches 145 yards and two touchdowns like yes please you know he's going to be fed the ball ridiculously and he's gonna do well uh he averages the same amount of scrimmage yards per game in his starts as cook does which is weird i mean it's a totally different sample size but still i love it i love alex yeah Yeah, he's such a good play and because you know the lions right the friggin Lions just continue to be they're they're on their way out of the NFL I hear. I think I think by this time next season they won't be an NFL team. They will be relegated to Says the, Packers the defunct fan. XFL. There is literally There is literally a Packers flag above Jake's head right now. To be now. fair? So I do think we can take his knowledge as uh completely unbiased. Kate to be fair, it is a fleece blanket. I will have you know. <laughs> didn't know where you were going with that but i appreciate the honesty nonetheless uh all right kate what's yeah. your scrumptious star that you get running back so this one uh is not going to taste very good but it'll fill you up it's got some protein um it's kind of like a gross protein shake okay. uh 
you know? Have you had those? Yes, I have. All right. Well, I'm going with Boston Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michelle, you mentioned it earlier. Jordan Howard did not practice with a knee injury. He already missed last week with the knee injury. He seems to be like the biggest threat for touches right now, which is weird because Miles Sanders is back. Uh, he was also limited on Wednesday. It doesn't sound like that's going to affect his availability this week. Um, but Boston Scott, he's actually been performing uh, pretty well on the touches he's been given. Um, think about, like, it, really the issue has just been the lack of volume for him. Um, and if we have Jordan Howard out once again, uh, that sort of solves that problem. Out of all running backs with a minimum of 50 touches, Boston Scott has the fourth highest touchdown rate. Fourth highest, he gets a touchdown for every 15 rushing attempts he has, which is tied with Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, uh, and those are only behind James Conner, who literally scores a touchdown every time he looks <laughs> at an end zone. Like, he's actually been, like, pretty efficient anytime he's been given the ball. Um, he's got one of the lowest stuff rates among all of these running backs with at least 50 touches. Only 8% of his rushing attempts were stuffed. Uh, like, that's that's incredible um he's he's a dual threat they get the jets this week the jets continue to suck so bad um they can't stop the run like i every week i want to start any running back against the jets they've allowed 17 rushing touchdowns this 20. season 20 i was just gonna say that 20 is it rushing touchdowns or rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks oh, i just looked or at rushing to running touchdowns. Back. okay um to the running back position they've allowed 17 rushing okay. touchdowns. That's fair. Um, 21 total touchdowns. So they're they're still allowing some through the air. Um, they're just really, they're a bad defense. And I think Boston's got, who's already been incredibly efficient this season, is like ripe for opportunity and efficiency this week against the Jets. Yep. Love it. Especially with Miles Sanders with a banged up ankle. They already don't want to feed him anyways. So. They hate him, yeah. literally. So... I feel like this is a good spot for BS. Jake, I see your note here about your wide receiver scrumptious player of the week. Are you ready to get hurt again if this, you know, you talk about him, he doesn't play? Yeah, probably. Uh, this has been my MO here, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going with the the upside, okay? If, oh, that's gross to say before I say this guy's name, but Devontae Parker, <laughs> yeah, you heard me. He has I have a bone upside. Uh, as he was the wide receiver eight just two years ago. So he does he have He has upside. upside. And so uh, get this out of the way. Yes, he may not play. I am suspecting that he will. <laughs> he's been activated off of IR, right? We've, he, he's been out, but he has been activated off of IR. Technically, they have 21 days before he has to get back. It just sounds like Brian Flores really wants him back this week. So that's what I'm hanging my hat on. So if Parker is out there, if he is active, I'm very happy with, with him as my wide receiver too, honestly, uh, if I have to. He's currently the wide receiver 32 in points per game. Now, he is tied with Tyreek Hill. Since week one, he has averaged the fifth highest routes run per game. And he's also had the 13th highest targets per game. That's 18, or excuse me, 8.8 targets per game. Hasn't had a single game with fewer than seven targets. Granted, he's only played a handful. Uh, Jalen Waddle is their guy. And Jalen Waddle has been amazing. But as a complimentary piece, Devontae Parker's actually been really great when he's played this year. Just haven't really seen it. So as weird as it sounds, I've never been a Devontae Parker guy. 
But this week against the Giants, I'm pretty okay with it. Um, so this is my bone that I want to pick. Um, Jalen Waddle is an elite wide receiver right now. Like he he ranks top twelve in fantasy points on the season. He is a wide receiver one right now, and he's essentially a must play. I, I just feel like he's the play. Um, and you know what? I still feel like it's not even cheating if you say Jalen Waddle because. I, I don't think enough people consider Jalen Waddle a must play at this point. Do you guys agree that like he is a weekly start? Oh, yeah. for sure. I think people are a starting weekly, to a weekly yeah. must start. Yeah, I don't think he has the name recognition just yet that should and better change here, especially as we're getting to next year. I think people are just overlooking him. You're absolutely right. I mean, if I have to choose between Waddle and Parker, yeah, it's definitely Waddle. But I think both of these guys are incredibly startable this week. Yeah, I agree. All right, my guy, it's going to be Marquise Brown versus my Steelers. Listen, watching the Steelers this year has not been fun. And I, I tweeted out before the Bengals game, like, don't be scared to start Joe Mixon, or obviously you're going to start him, but or Joe Burrow, or, you know, T. Higgins is like really solid play because the Steelers defense is just bad. so bad. I mean, they're the opposite of what they normally are. It's one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, they're allowing the most yards per rush attempt just right there. So Lamar Jackson should probably have a field day just on his legs alone. But they're also have allowed the fifth most receptions for 10 plus yards this season. Like people are able to get big chunk plays on them through the air and they're able to run on them. So if Lamar Jackson's destroying them on the ground, it's going to open up even more for the passing game. And Marquise Brown over the last four weeks, these are his targets. 14, 12, 13, and 10. Sorry, over his last four games because he missed some weeks in there. Again, it's 14, 12, 13, and 10. Those are insane amount of targets to do four games in a row. Now, he hasn't done a whole lot with them. Like, the first two games, sure, great games for fantasy. The last two weeks with 13 targets, he only had 37 receiving yards. In week 12 against the Browns, 10 targets, only 51 receiving yards. Like, Lamar Jackson hasn't been playing well whatsoever. That's completely true. And Lamar Jackson struggles against the Steelers in his career. But just like I said, it was a get-right game for Joe Burrow, who was struggling. It's probably going to be a get-right game for Lamar Jackson because this is the defense you want to play against. TJ Watt's looking like he could miss the game. Um, so that's going to allow, with being on the COVID list, that's going to allow Lamar Jackson so much more time in the pocket to look for Marquise Brown deep. The Steelers allowed TJ Higgins to have a 32-yard touchdown catch last week. The week before that, they allowed Mike Williams to have a 53-yard touchdown catch. The week before that, they played the Lions, so that doesn't count. The week before that, they played Mar or they played the Bears, and they allowed Marquise Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin, to have a 50-yard catch on them. That's just ridiculous. It's been ugly. Marquise Brown should have a massive, like a one massive catch, and that's going to make his entire fantasy day. So easy, easy play. Yeah, I like that. Easy money. Um, easy money. Kate, who's your scrumptious start of the week at wide receiver? I'm getting back on my soapbox this week, and it is a Brandon Ayuk flavored soapbox. Ayuk? Ayuk? Uh, Ayuk, right? Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. What did I say? Ayuk. Ayuk. <laughs> Ayuk. <laughs> Welcome into the Brandon Ayuk soapbox. Ayuk. 
<laughs> oh my, okay, I just need to talk about him as a wide receiver. Uh, he's just killing it. I'm very excited for Brandon Ayuk since week seven. Ranks 18th in passing yards. 11 fewer receiving yards than Jamar Elite Chase. Middle name Elite. He's just doing great. He ranks 16th in yards after the catch. Now Debo Samuel is out. That provides so many opportunities. Uh, like Debo Samuel, he was leading the team in contested catch opportunities. Brandon Ayuk has been doing pretty well in those opportunities. Give a couple more of him, uh, of those to him with Debo Samuel out of the picture. Um, ranks top 12 in passer rating when targeted. Like he's earned his place back into this offense. Uh, I talked about him last week. He's just been trending in the right direction. Brandon Ayuk, rest of season, is a must start. Um, I think like maybe that seems like a given, but the Seattle Seahawks are rank like bottom 10th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. But I just think the, the 49ers are able to scheme. They are going to get Brandon Ayuk open. And if they get him, uh, the ball, I think he's going to do great things after the catch. Yeah. Without Debo, he's just like a, a must start. Like I, Brandon Ayuk is going to be probably ranked inside my top 15 this week. I feel like the issue with Ayuk, because he's been really good as of late, it's how bad he started the year, which makes people so nervous. But, like, we got to remember, we drafted this dude early. Like, if you drafted him, he was a top five-round pick, top six-round pick. Like, we expected massive things from him because he was so good last year. Like, he looked like a star in the making last season. So if that's the case, then that's why you drafted him, because he looked so good. Like, you have to trust him to be a wide receiver one. He was really good at it last year. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be fantastic for him. The last two games have been great for Ayuk, and that's when they've been using Debo as a running back. So now Debo's not even there for a wide receiver at all. That yeah, get, just get all the touches to Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Let's run through the tight ends because you know we hate them. Um, and then the ones that you two chose, I don't even want to hear about. <laughs> Road. So, <laughs> Jake, tell me your scrumptious You're start. You're going to hear. And just please explain how he's You're... scrumptious. Has he ever had a scrumptious start in First his life? First of all, none of these tight ends that we talk about are ever scrumptious because if you talk <laughs> about the top five tight ends, then it's not it's not tough enough, and those are the only ones that ever really to count. To be fair, so. I, w- I was just mean about this guy. I think he was like the tight end four last year, but it was still gross. Um, tight ends are like... French moldy cheese. It's like, which one of these is the grossest (laughs) or least gross? Let me tell you about my least gross cheese in Logan Thomas, who gets to play the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Uh, The Raiders are bad. That's my analysis. They are bad against tight ends. They allow the third most points to the position. Now, I will say, we haven't seen Logan Thomas outside of the first three weeks of the season. Then he got hurt. In those first three weeks, he was respectable. I counted him out this season, but he had 13 points, 12 points, 14 points to start the year. Then he got injured. He got hurt. Came back last week against Seattle. Played about 75% of snaps. Got six targets and a touchdown called back, which should not have been called back. Uh, He should have gotten that touchdown. Uh, So, you know, there's plenty worse options out there. I think he'll give you a respectable baseline. Yeah, and when I like, I'm just making fun of you. I, if I had Logan Thomas, I would play him. I would rather start my guy again. I just apparently am much more confident in my players this week. But it's Pat Fryermuth. I feel like one of us has him in this list like every week. But he's still one of those guys you don't know whether to start or not. 
Um, but he's been killing it, and he gets the Ravens this week. But since week six, which is like a pretty large sample size, since week six, he's averaging 13.2 fantasy points per game. And it's not just because he had one big blow-up game or anything like that. It's because he's been insanely consistent, uh, scoring 11-plus points in five of the six games in that time span. Like, you might say, like, ooh, 11 points. Like, if you get 11 points from your tight end, that's not Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Like, you're you're happy. <laughs> like, that's really, really what this position has come to now. And he's been super consistent. Five receiving touchdowns since week eight, which is tied for most in the NFL during that time span with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Um, and the Ravens are allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to the tight end position this season and are allowing the second most yards per reception to tight ends. Eric Ebron is still going to be out, so that means more snaps for Fryermuth. Now, Fryermuth is in the concussion protocol. Randomly, it was you know reported on Monday, but he was able to practice on Wednesday, so that's a good sign. We'll see what happens there. Obviously, if he's out, then you don't play him. But if he's in, Hashtag he's hot yeah. take advice. If he's in, he's fine, and he's going to be a top 10 tight end again, I think. like He's just been super consistent. So allow me some moose. Moose. I'm obsessed with moose. Moose. All right. I That's like the more. only bright spot of the Steelers season is moose. Uh, I think Pat Fryermuth was probably like my biggest miss of the season. I just figured with. He's pretty much what we wanted Kyle Pitts to be. Yep. Uh, he's literally what we wanted Kyle Pitts to be. Maybe the ceiling's a little bit lower, but he can't stop scoring touchdowns, so I love this. I'm going uh, to take advantage here of one of the injuries we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Darren Waller. He hasn't been formally ruled out for Week 13 yet, but he's out. Like, just make it a lock. Uh, Foster Moreau, in his only start without Darren Waller this year, put up six receptions for 60 yards and a score. This week, they get the Washington secondary, which is just like, bleh. They're going to have plenty of opportunities to score through the air here. Uh, Like, just despite the fact that they don't have a voluptuous wide receiver core, um, the, the Raiders still really have a heavy emphasis on the pass, which just... Bodes really well for Foster Moreau. Derek Carr's ranking second and attempted air yards. Uh, ninth in catchable passes. Like, this is a great opportunity for Foster Moreau. I think he's going to capitalize it. Um, just just lock him in. I think he's a, a lock for a top eight performance. Yeah, I like Foster Moreau this week. I still like Fryermuth more, but I like Moreau. He's, he's pretty close. All right, that's enough of us being kind. Let's get into our biggest fade of the week. Boo! Jake, yours hurts a little. It hurts. Yeah, it should. It should hurt. This one is meant to sting because we need a wake-up call regarding Russell Talent Wilson. Uh, He is just, it's been terrible. It's been absolutely terrible since he's come back from his finger injury. He's playing the San Francisco 49ers this week. He just played Washington this past week. The worst defense against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. And they shut him down until the very last drive of that game, which should not have happened because, again, it should have been game over with the Logan Thomas touchdown. Uh, The refs allowed him to have one more drive. And he got you some garbage time fantasy points in that way. And so congratulations on your 20 fantasy points. But you have to venture all the way back to week four. 
just because he was out with injury and then he came back and was doing terrible uh, until he got you at least 20 fantasy points. San Francisco, they're, they're surprisingly respectable against quarterbacks. It doesn't look that way until you dive in. They've only allowed one opposing quarterback to throw for 300 plus yards. Do you guys happen to know who that was by chance? Can you take a guess? Um, Colt McCoy. No, but it's equally gross. Oh. It's equally gross. Any guess, Kate? Um, equally yeah. gross. Equally, equally gross. gross. I don't know. I'll, I'll cut. I, will, I was going to guess Tyler. I, no. I was so confident about Colt McCoy. It Go is ahead. Jared Goff. In week one, oh, the oh, week only one. guy wow. to throw for 300-plus yards. Jared. That's how gross it is uh, if you're going up against San Francisco. It's just Seattle's playoffs hopes are also gone now. There's really no reason to force Russell out there with his weird bent finger to keep trying to right this ship. It's not a ship that can be righted, so I wouldn't be shocked if he's just kind of a non-factor here. And I think he's droppable in your redraft leagues. So what I wanted to ask you then, uh, because if you're going to drop Russell Wilson, you likely are looking for another quarterback, at least to like have some security in the playoffs. Russell Wilson, or maybe you can get Taylor Heineke I'd, off waivers. Who would you rather I'd rather have? have Heineke. I mean, Heineke gets a lot of crap, but he's actually looked pretty good. And he has a safe floor, which Russell does not have. But, you know, a guy like Taysom Hill, again, would be somebody I would much rather have rest of season. Yeah, same, same, same. All right. My guy also hurts is Ezekiel Elliott versus Saints, which surprisingly I looked at Zeke's fantasy numbers the last few weeks, and it's better than I thought it was because I feel like he's doing absolutely nothing. But somehow in PPR leagues the last three weeks, he had 21 points, 13 points and then 17 points last week, which I did not see coming. And this is why people hate fantasy leagues or this is why people hate PPR leagues. Freudian slip. This is why people (laughs) hate PPR leagues because he had 25 rushing yards. Now he did score a touchdown, which helped his overall fantasy points, but then eight receptions for 24 yards. Like how do you have eight receptions for 24 yards? I don't know, but his, his efficiency has been absolutely terrible as of late, which you can totally blame it on the knee issue he has, and they're trying to keep playing him through it, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because they are playoff bound or it looks to be that way. So and Tony Pollard is one of the best backups in the league. So why they aren't resting him, I don't know because they're playing him and he's getting nine carries and nine carries over the last two weeks. Like, getting barely no work on the ground while Tony Pollard had outcarried him last week. So just sit Zeke. I don't, I don't get it. But so Zeke's still going to play. He is getting some usage in the passing game, but it's been highly inefficient. And then he gets the Saints this week. The Saints are allowing the fewest points per game this season, two running backs. They're allowing the fewest yards per carry at only 3.2 yards per carry. And like I said, Zeke has been highly inefficient. 2.9 yards, 3.5, 2.7 yards per carry over the last three games. Like, he's been terrible, plus going up against this defense. The Saints have only allowed four rushing touchdowns all season long. This is just gross to me. Like, no, no, thank you. Uh, if you have Zeke, you might still be playing him, but I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's really hard to sit Zeke, though. Yeah, you're like, still... Like, you can't sit yeah. Zeke. Well, especially because he's still scoring touchdowns. He's been so bad 
And he's still scoring fantasy points. How annoying. <laughs> How yeah. dare he? I mean, I, I, he hasn't scored fewer than double-digit fantasy points since week one. So, yeah, you're still playing him because he's been terrible and he's still scoring. But this matchup's gross. Kate, who's your guy? It is a little duty. This is exactly what's going to be mine before you took it. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm fading the Patriots running backs, yep. period. Uh, no question, end of story. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson have actually made a really nice one-two punch. Like, they've been very complimentary. They've both been getting touches. They've both been able to get yards on those touches. Like, they, they've both been – they've been doable, right? But – like, I'm going to sit Damian Harris anywhere that I can afford to sit him this week. Um, Bills are just, they're a good defense. They're allowing the third fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. The only two running backs that really found success against this defense were Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. And no, no, Damian Harris is not as good as Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor. Hashtag hot take. Um, like they've, they've just not been allowing any room for efficiency. You've seen teams try to run on them, um, but they're, they've, they've been a very solid shutdown defense. Like Carlos Hyde uh, had one of the best performances of the season against this defense in week nine, and he only had 67 rushing yards on like 20 touches. It's, it's not going to happen this week for Damian Harris. You have to bank on him falling into the end zone for this to be like a a suitable play in any sort of scoring format. Yeah, I completely agree. And Stevenson's taking way too much work to feel good about it. I, I don't like these two at all. Jake, what do you I think? I think I would much rather start um, Christian McCaffrey. You know, just throw him out there, get the zero, <laughs> be confident about it. That way you know what you're getting at the start. And you don't have to be disappointed later. That's what I think. I think that is top-notch okay. advice. And Question. that is no, I, I need to ask one more question. Would you rather start my start of the week, Boston Scott? Boston Scott, easily. Or my fate of the week, Damian Harris? Boston Scott a gazillion yeah. times over the Yeah. Week. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's it for our episode of Ball Blast Podcast this week. We wish you luck. This is a huge week for fantasy players. I thought you were going to say we wish you happy holidays. Well, happy holidays as well. But (laughs) it's more important that you win your fantasy league than we worry about the stupid holidays. Uh, No, but for real, like the fantasy players playoffs are coming up. You got to win. So we hope we gave you good advice here and you get that win under your belt. Uh, I am your host, Michelle. And if you have any other questions before this week, you can find me on Twitter at BallBlastEm, BallBlastEm. And I'm Kate. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And I'm Jake. You can follow me at Jake Trowbridge with a W. Go smash that five-star mark. Uh, it helps us so much. And you're thinking about it right now. So as soon as this ends, go hit it, hit it, hit it. Five stars. Thank you. Uh, all right. Goodbye, y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all. That's it for this week's Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave those five-star reviews, and check out ballblastfootball.com for more league-winning advice.